Hello and welcome back to Gamers Assemble, the podcast that you didn't ask for, but we're going to give it to you anyways. We are today on episode 32, talking to the Luminous Llama. That's me, I'm Luminous. Hi. And the terrific Dr. Evil Tiggs. (laughs) I've been expecting you. Ew. (laughs) <laughs> and today we are going to be talking about the games that have most inspired us or changed our lives through our gaming careers. And um, Tiggs has been not allowed to talk about Kingdom Hearts, so we will hear some new topics from him. But I'm not allowed uh, to talk about Fallout. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, I don't have any games I obsess over, so I don't have to shut out anything. Um... <laughs> so uh it is still pride month and uh we are all super prideful um i am sporting a lovely pink palm tree shirt today llama is sporting the i haven't got anything rainbow on but i am wearing the lesbian uniform of um plaid uh yes that so is the lesbian uniform i'm sporting some pussy and a and a and a yeah. You should just have an axe llama. You should just have an axe that you pull out and be like, there we yeah. go. Ooh, we, did, we were chopping, we were chopping trees. Um, we were chopping lumber the other day, actually. Very, very stereotypically lesbian. Uh, but you I know, love it. We do I, love what we do. Up- I love seeing your updates. I'm just like, oh, that's so lesbian. It's amazing. <laughs> and, and you know what? Do you know what? I'm like, see whenever llama comes to visit, can I get her to help me with some practical stuff? <laughs> we'll put your shelves up and we'll yeah. put your blinds up I was yes. just thinking shelf like when, I was, when, when Tig said that I was like oh help with some shelves, some bookcases maybe you know some carpentry and Lama's like we'll help you with your shelves I'm like yep there you awesome. go. Well, yeah because I imagine you don't have a tree you need chopping like I can't imagine when we come up like we'll just I mean we can we can bring the the chop saws and the chainsaws and things I guess but if you don't, if you don't need them, it's a bit silly. Yeah, I don't need them. Everyone I, needs a good drilling from time to time, so we can bring they, the drill. Oh yeah, baby, please! <laughs> With all of your attachments, all of your attachments. Totally on that note, on that note. So this heat is putting me in heat. I woke up on Thursday night, humping my pillow. Oh. For those of you that follow me on Twitter, you will know this already. And mm-hmm. if you don't, follow at Tigger underscore time for random crap, like waking up at four o'clock in the morning, humping your pillow. And then the next day I woke up and got up to do my steps and stuff. And I was like, how has life come to this? Like I was having a bit of an existential crisis in the morning. I was like, oh my God, 36, no boyfriend. And I humped my pillow. I Great. find Your pillow's just hot. outside having a smoke. You know? Yeah. <laughs> It's too hot for shenanigans. Too fucking mm. hot for shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Oh, My I, wife gave me the look oh. the other night, and I was like, you need to wind that look back in, because it is <laughs> too hot. It is too hot. Just take a rain check. Like, if, if, we can be done, if we can be done in, like, 30 seconds, like, then yeah, but otherwise, no. Like, lesbians never finish in 30 seconds. No, that is no. not a lesbian stereotype. Mm-hmm. It is too hot. It is too hot. It is too hot. No. Do you see, this heat just puts me in the mood. Mm-mm. Makes you randy. Yeah. Oh, God, no. I do not have an hour's worth of physical activity in me right now. 
Oh, I mm. certainly do. I really do. I will melt and just slide away in a puddle of sweat and probably die of a heart attack. No, I am unfit for this weather. You have you to need more air conditioning. Otherwise, I you're not doing it. it right. You have aircon. Oh, I forgot you had aircon. I still don't want it. It's too hot. I swear, I my old. underwear are sticking to me right now, and I've literally just had a shower. <laughs> so, you know, they really are sticking to me. <laughs> You know how we promised Beardy that we weren't going to go on too many tangents? <laughs> Didn't we promise him that? Was, did I, I miss mean, that bit? We, I we implied. We implied we weren't going <laughs> to. So, I mean, like, he's not even in his chair, so we can do what we want. Games. Games, yep. That's We're here, here for games. We, we are. We games. play them. We're in all kinds of games. Life games. Bedroom games, but all bedroom kinds games. of games. If you want to get us up to talk about bedroom games, feel free to see Tune in for the after hours no. episode. <laughs> if any of you two get a DM, you need to send it to me. I want to know what's going on. My wife will be so mad. No, don't, don't DM me about that. <laughs> don't DM Lama. DM me. <laughs> yeah, so if you're a thirsty lesbian, DM Tigger. Yeah. I cater for everyone. He, ta- he caters for everyone. I used to have people coming to me for sex advice, like even straight sex advice. And I give some good advice, surprisingly. It's mm. all in the head. I believe that. That one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is. It is. Uh, for for anyway. those listening, I pointed to my top head. Mm. Yeah. All in here. God, this is a really random tangent. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It's my fault. <laughs> Breathe. Sorry if you have kids in the car, but we've warned you before. You shouldn't be listening to them. To listen to us, what right. <laughs> This isn't a sex shaming podcast. No, you, no, if you no. have kids, you know how it works. Yeah, or you, it, it was a surprise. I don't know. It's not surprise. my fault that my pillow is really attractive. Give them the talk about the llamas and the tiggers. <laughs> That's also not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> when a llama loves a tigger. It's a problem. And a tigger loves a llama. <laughs> they make baby tigladas. Life feeling wildly uncomfortable. Liggers. Liggers. Oh. Right. Oh. Yeah, let's, let's move on. on. Let's get away <laughs> from that. All right. So um, now that we've gotten that out of the way, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think there's much in the way of housekeeping for today. Um, we're just having kind of a fun podcast where we're sitting down and trying to beat the heat and talk about some games that inspire us. And on that note, I want to go ahead and uh, give a shout out for all the people who are looking forward to Starfield. The uh, launch date just dropped and apparently Bethesda will be having it all ready to go as well as Bethesda ever has anything ready to go. Uh, November 11th in 2022, so you will have to wait about another year and a half. It'll be a Xbox and PC exclusive, so all you PlayStation people, wah, wah, sorry. But that's multi-format, I'm Microsoft now. Just nope. not PC, I just don't do PC, because my PC's a crock of crap. Mm. I like having a keyboard, so I like PC. I can't mm. grief properly if I can't chat awful typed things to people. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only person that doesn't grief? 
I'm actually not that much. A little much of a bit of griefing is fun. I, I, so one of the games I plan on talking to will have a little bit of backstory okay. on that. Anyways, so, um, let's see. Look, as soon as someone calls me a female in chat, then all the griefing is on. Oh, of Every, course. I can't believe how much abuse you get. Like, it's disgusting. Everyone across history stuff. hates being called a female in that context. You're, like, objectifying me instantly at that point. So, like, it's on. But like, it's even better when you just point. when you just trash them afterwards and just make them like disconnect or even better mm -hmm. is when they just disconnect from the game and don't even finish the match or the game. That's the best feeling. But it's awesome. always like, oh, I'm lagging. I'm just I'm lagging. It's my Internet. It's my Internet. It's not that I'm shit. No, You're no, it's my I'm lagging. You're hacking. You're a hacking. hacker. Hacker. Hacks. I never have that happen to me because I'm shit at games. <laughs> <laughs> It's really annoying when I try to grief and I I I fail and I I I I lose the match and then I'm like oh maybe I will go make a sandwich. Well, Starfield seems like a game that all of us seem a little interested in, and with it being uh, Bethesda's first new world that they have came out with in like 25 years and decided to finally not release Skyrim on another platform of some sort. Um, Skyrim again. Yeah, I hope that inside of the game, there's just like a little like area where someone's playing Skyrim on like a TV somewhere, That'd like on a little console. I think that would be so meta and funny. Great. Yeah. Easter egg. There probably will be. Do it, Bethesda. So we'll see how it goes. I'm always up for another space opera game. I love space operas and um, it should be a lot of fun and uh, it can't be any worse than Andromeda. So, you know, <laughs> I liked Andromeda, but like nobody else did. So. Andromeda's all right now. Once they fixed that bug with the weird eyes, where everybody was like, "I played like five minutes of Andromeda, but I was also playing Zelda: Breath of the Wild at the same time." Guess what? One hundred and eighty odd hours later. You're not allowed to talk about Zelda in this episode. And I started playing Ganon. Come and get you. I'm telling you when he comes back. Get it over here. <laughs> <laughs> The Nintendo people make Ganon look so thirsty, like, daddy, like, so much whenever they draw him. Like, it's amazing. Like, I want to talk to the, the animators at Nintendo and be like, what are, you, what are you guys thinking? Are you guys okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, they make boy. Link look like a little twink boy, <laughs> and then Ganon looks like, I don't know, like Tom Selleck or something like that if he mm. was in the game. Tom yeah. Selleck. Oh. I love Tom Selleck. I had a massive crush on him whenever I was a kid. I do now. He, so. Him and him and Burt Reynolds. Mm. Oh my god. Yeah. No, Even no. now. Wow. Just kiss. Do we need to do we need to do a turn to the side? Lean back and how do you tell us? Uh, I wish there was that. like I wish there was like waterfall pouring on Tiggs right now. Just like a bucket <laughs> of water. Just <laughs> Fame. I'm gonna live forever. You need a chain right there that you just pull and it just. <laughs> GG, install the water. You can have plumbing. GG, do that. make a note. <laughs> we are going. We've gone somewhere totally different this week. I have to say. So. Right, all the glitter in the air gets to you. 
It Let's. Is. It is still Pride Month, and we are still celebrating it. Um, a lot of the different places have pushed back their festivals that are the ones that are still having it are pushing it back until August or end of July or something like that. And I know I'm still hoping to be able to catch one later this year, and I know you guys are hopefully too. So fingers crossed, we'll be able to celebrate appropriately. Be loud and so. In that note, why don't we get going on our topics, our games that inspire us, change our lives, make us feel differently about the world. And um, since we're all dying to know what Tigger's picks are, why oh, don't you go first? I kept mine secret. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you little bastard. Tell yeah, us what all... they are. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're all uh, sharing, and you didn't anybody, share. I didn't, because they're not what you'd expect. They're really weird stories, actually. Well, one of them I think you know, but the other one you don't. We'll go for the one that you think you know. Well, as everybody knows, there's Zelda and Kingdom Hearts. Refer to episode one and last week's episode if you want to talk about them. But I thought I'd go for some games that changed my life this week, in a way, shape, or form. So, one... The first pick is going to be Halo Reach. So um, I've lived in Manchester for quite a long time, and my family are really close. Um, like, I love them. They're amazing people. Like, really lucky to have family that I consider as friends. That's how I feel about them anyway. Um, <clears throat> and I was really missing my brothers and my sister's fiance because we all get on, like, really well. And... Um, we used to like play Tekken and stuff together whenever I lived at home and different games and that sort of thing. I mean, by we used to play them together. They used to kick my ass at them. And I would <laughs> I would be there with my control pad being super competitive, but shit. <laughs> Going, I'll beat you tomorrow. Um, <laughs> and my brothers and uh, my sister's fiance, they were all playing Heel of Reach and I didn't have an Xbox at the time. Uh, and one of my very good friends, Andy, one of my best mates, he was selling his Xbox because he got like one of the newer ones and he was selling his original Xbox. And he says, I'll, look, I'll give you the Xbox and the network adapter and reach just to have it for 50 quid. I says, do you not want reach? He goes, I'll just buy my own because I didn't have loads of money at the time. And he, he got he gave me his Xbox and I started playing online with my brother's. Uh, and my sister's boyfriend, and oh my god, we had such an amazing time. And it was so good, because I'd moved out of home just whenever they were getting into their teenage years, really, and growing up into, like, the adults that they were going to be. And I was missing out on certain parts of that. Um, And it was nice that we could keep that connection through playing a game together. And that also resulted in the, the situation that I talked about in another podcast, Game and Fails, where uh, this guy was corpse camping me. And uh, I, my housemate was out at the time. And <laughs> I just got, I lost my temper and I shouted, T-bag my ball bag, you fucking C-word. Just as my housemate walked through the door, my <laughs> brothers were laughing their ass off down the down my headset <laughs> and they're like what are you doing and i was like i don't know good at this game i just play so that we can do stuff together and my housemate just popped his head around the go- door and was like are you all right and i was like just play any yo just play any look like me <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, just, my, I, I, I love the words that we decide to censor <laughs> like <laughs> 
<laughs> like there's so many we don't censor at all and and takes is like c word <laughs> c word yeah i, I don't mean, it's use my favorite word I, it's my favorite word but a lot of people get offended by it mm. so i try not to say it in case it does offend people like i just think of it as a word like any other word do you know what I mean? Like, it's just a word. Words only have power if you allow them to. So yeah. people can call me whatever they want. They're, they don't have any power because they don't respect them. No. Simple. It's a funny one. In the States, people get real offended by that one. They get real upset by that one. But when I moved to the UK, dropped, just like, it's like seasoning, like salt. Mm. Every sort of, every third, fourth word. It's but you there. see whenever it's well-timed it. in the sentence, oh. it is just oh. chef's kiss. It is amazing. Mm. I seem to be channeling beardy today. Chef's kiss. There's a lot of chef's kisses. I love it. Chef's kiss counter, like on the top of the podcast here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's awesome, Tiggs. I'm super happy that Halo Reach was able to, like, bring your family together. And it's a really great example of games being able to bring people together across big distances and uh, share awesome. something that you all love. And that's super, that's really heartwarming. And it's really nice that your friend um, was able to like give you the Xbox and the game and stuff for a really affordable price for you. Yeah, it was cool. He's a legend. Big shout out to Andy if you're watching. You're like, <laughs> Andy sounds like a sweetie. He is. Well, how about you, Llama? Well, I... So I tried to not go with the normal picks. Uh, <laughs> I was so, totally expecting Fallout, I swear. I know, I, swear I know. So I didn't pick Fallout or uh, Bioshock or Mass Effect. And then I was like, or Dragon Age, actually. So I was like, well, shit. Like, those are my big, like, that's, what up? Hmm. I thought, oh no, come on, girl, you got this. So then I was thinking, all right, well, with those out of the way, like, what, what are the big games that really inspire me? And of course, it's Pride. So I wanted to go with games that inspired me, but also had a really queer bend to them. Like, they got to be a little bent, right? Um, and then it came to me, like, actually, there are, there, there are quite a, a good couple of games, and. One of them, and this one came to me when I was browsing TikTok, uh, because I've, y'all, I have fallen down a TikTok hole. I'm like, oh, I'll just, I'll just go on here, and then like 12 hours later, I'm still on TikTok. I love uh, the TikTok you sent to the group. They're amazing because I don't use oh, TikTok, and oh, it's so cool. So I don't know if you've ever, if you've come across the Linda Lindas. Um, I came across them. There was a Netflix movie that I'm going sort of on a tangent. It's, it's related. Stick with me. There's a Netflix movie called Moxie with uh, Amy Poehler was one of the producers. I love Amy Poehler. She's from Parks and Recs, if you've watched that. Um, amazing. Uh, she's really sort of on point with her social justice work. Um, but she had the Linda Lindas on there, and they're this young uh, punk group, um, young Asian girls. And they are, they're just amazing. And they do some great original work, but they've also, in the movie, they did some covers of some great music like Bikini Kill, uh, Rebel yes. Girl, which is one of my favorite yes, fucking songs. I like songs. that song. So it's awesome. When I was a teenager, uh, a young teenager in the early 90s, and these uh, like 
female-centric punk groups were coming up, like Bikini Kill and Sleater Kinney and and all of these groups. And it was about like, you know, these punk groups taking the power and and just uh taking just tearing down the patriarchy. And and I fucking loved it. Loved all of it. And this game came to my attention because I knew it had these these bands, the soundtrack in it. And that was originally what drew me to it. And I didn't know it had a queer theme to it at all. So when I went into this game uh, and then I I sort of stumbled into this queer theme, this queer storyline, I was absolutely like shooketh, did not know it was there. And then it just it drew me into it and it drew me into it. And of course, the game is none other than Gone Home, right? The 2013 release of Gone Home. And... It, you you're surprised you you're sort of surprised by the whole thing because it's this sort of point and click exploration story. There's not like any combat mechanic. It's not. It's just a point and click explory explory. That's an exploration. An explory. I love it. Fucking we are tra- beardy. Trademark that he's not there. He'll he'll come back and find it. He needs to do that. So you play as Katie. You're you know you've come back from school. And you're, you've come back to the family home and it's fucking empty, right? Which is like creepy anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a note on the door that says, basically, some shit's gone down. Don't investigate. I don't know about y'all, but as soon as someone says don't do something, I'm like, well, I'm doing it now. Yeah. Uh, and Katie is the same. So Katie is clearly, and that's kind of like all you know, but you kind of pick up from the, the story that Katie and her sister Sam um are close and you you pick that up because sam has left like clues and like story like bit like notes and things around the house and she wouldn't do that unless they were close and through the story and the bits that you're trying to pick up you find out or you you maybe you already knew you don't it's not quite clear that sam is bi or lesbian it's not quite made clear but it's the same sort of familiar trope, I guess, that Sam fell in love and had that experience that lots and lots of queer kids growing up had, where they met somebody and their heart did the thing and they filled up with that love and they were so excited and they introduced that person that they loved to their family and it didn't fucking go well. And their only recourse they felt at that point was to run away with the person that they loved. And that's basically what happens. So Sam and her girlfriend run away to be together. And it's a trope because it happens all the time, unfortunately, in real life. Um, And that's fucking terrible. Um, And it's familiar to a lot of the gay community because a lot of us have been there. Um, you know, the, they don't have all of these charities for runaway youths in the queer community for nothing, you know, and that that's a terrible situation. Um, but the story is done so well. And the way that you sort of slowly pick up the pieces and put them together and the relationship between you and your sister and how you you pull the threads of the story and sort of wind them together yourself. And then, of course, set to the the backdrop where you're like listening to the you know these amazing songs from the the early '90s and all these bands, 
and the nostalgia of it all. It's just, it's masterful storytelling. And it's one of whenever you, you read articles or you, you hear podcasts or, or YouTube channels of people talking about examples of video games as art, you can 99% of the time guarantee that they will use this game as an example of video games as art because this game is just fucking beautiful on every level. You know, the detailing, the storytelling, the narrative, just the 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 levels the layers of everything that have gone into it it is a beautiful game and the fact that it's got this queer narrative at the heart of it and not just that but that the the main thrust of the story is a queer female story and that it's not a bring out your dead story you know it's not this tragic you know and then she dies at the end yeah. Um, they run away and it's a, as far as you know, at the end of it, it's a happily ever after, you know, they choose love and they run away and they're fucking happy. That's awesome. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, so yeah, that game absolutely inspires me and I still play it over and over again. It was on game pass a while ago. Um, and I picked it up then and I, I just play it constantly <laughs> whenever I'm like, I'll just play a little bit of it and I'll, I can play it for, it's not a super long game, you know, a couple of hours, uh, but I will play it over and over again when I need a bit of a pick me up because it's fucking amazing. So love cool. that game hundred percent. That's that, on my list every day, all day. That does sound amazing. And mm -hmm. we need a lot more happily ever afters in this world, I think. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when you think about what different, you know, uh, lgbtq plus kids and such that play that game you know i like to think that there's like maybe some radiating of hope that can go out for some of those you know those kids and such and let them know that uh you know there are some good ends to the stories it sucks that you have to sometimes leave you know your past behind or your family or your you know your history and hopefully someday we'll have a world where people don't have to feel the need to do that but uh you know we're making steps every year a little bit more a little bit more so yeah, well, that's but you awesome. choose. You choose, don't you? Well, I, I was choose your family. I saw my best mate today for some tech support to one of my best mates, and uh, he, we were chatting about the podcast. And I said to him, "I says, oh yeah, there's loads of queer representation in gaming now." And he goes, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, games aren't just they're stories, like because he's not really into that world. Like he lets me waffle on about it whenever I'm on one or whatever." But it just explained to him like what gaming means to me and why I picked it up and everything. And and I was like, and there's loads of queer representation and everything now, and it's amazing. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh my god, that's amazing. I was like, imagine being a kid now and having those, you know, whenever you go through your realization phase and you're like, oh, I'm not really like everybody else. I think about things a bit differently. And then you've got this bond that you can form. Mm -hmm. you know with this character that's maybe having a similar situation it's very unique and the bonds that you form with video game characters I think are way more than watching a movie or whatever else mm -hmm. yeah because you're playing them or you're playing with them or you're going through the story with them it's I think it's I mean I, I can't imagine going through that now and maybe not feeling like you're the only gay in the world or you're the only queer person in the world I think yeah. that it well, I imagine it must be such a, a less lonely experience, maybe. I hope. 
I hope it's a less lonely experience. Me too. And take inspiration from those characters and those stories. Mm -hmm. And even us, like we're doing a queer gaming podcast. I mean, come on. Like that's cool as mm -hmm. anything. Like this is the coolest thing I do. Yeah. We're so I'm cool. Always, I'm always so proud cool. to talk about it. You know, you guys are great and we cover a lot of really great topics and I hope the people out there listening to us uh, get a little of that same inspiration that, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there just like you and a lot of ones that aren't like you and we all get along and hopefully we can eventually get to a lonely no more kind of state in the world. Agreed. So, that would be awesome. Well, my pick is not near as heartwarming, um, but uh, still does touch on pride and queer themes a little bit. So to set the story, set the stage here a little bit. So one of the games that I enjoy playing but never thought I would enjoy playing is actually Minecraft. And it's one of those types of games in the gaming community where you either love it or you hate it. Usually one, there's not really people in the middle of the road with it all that much. And I didn't like it for the longest time. I didn't like the graphics. I didn't like the blockiness of it. It seemed very simple, kind of kid-oriented. And um, I used to actually work with children um, that were on the autistic spectrum. I used to do therapy with them. And um, I had one particular kiddo who, he really loved Minecraft. And he was super smart, incredibly socially awkward, um, but he loved this game. And... He kept talking to me about it, talking to me about it. And so he, you know, he would love to talk to me about it. when we had to do lessons and stuff, he would become resistant and didn't want to do, you know, the work he was supposed to do that we were supposed to work on. So I got permission from his parents that I could bring my laptop over. And I actually found a server online that was server specifically for children that were on the autistic spectrum. And the parents actually ran the server and they moderated it, made sure everybody played nice and everything like that. And it was what's called a whitelisted server. You couldn't join unless you were actually invited. And so I talked with the kids' parents, and they were totally on board with it. And so we started playing. And he just was ecstatic. He loved it. We would, um, you know, we he built a treehouse in the game and loved being able to go to, like, birthday parties. Like, when we first logged on, the server was having a birthday party for one of the kids. And he was so excited to be able to go to this wow. room. And they had they had decorated a whole uh, like building with cake and like fireworks. And he was just super happy. And he, he didn't really realize it. But I started working the lessons into it. I started being like, well, all right, well, how many more blocks do you have to use to get this to be the even on the other side? And so he'd count and we started working in little lessons. Like when he would see a pig, I'd be like, you know, what animal is that? What kind of sound does it make? And, you know, things like that. And it really helped us bond together and. It really helped his lessons. Now, that was a great, that's a great start to the story. But the funny thing is, is that I started to like the game after I started playing with him and I started wanting to play at home because I'd already installed it on my computer. And so I'm at home and one day I start playing on single player. And I was like, okay, this is fun. I built a little home and some different things. And I found out what Redstone is, which is this whole engineering concept of how you can build machines in Minecraft. And it's a lot of fun if your mind goes that way. And um, I started to get kind of bored. Because single player, you can't really share any of the stuff you build with anybody. So my friend, um, Hector, Hector Whalo, he's been kind of chat a couple different times um, in our podcast here. He's a great in real life friend of mine. And so he started playing too and we started talking about it. And I said, well, you know what? There's public servers. Let me go out and see if I can find a public server. That would be a fun one for us to play on. And then we can play together. We can play with other people and stuff like that. So 
I found a server out there um, that was what's called an anarchy server. So this type of server has no rules at all. There's no moderation. There are no moderators. You will not be kicked out. The only thing that had um, that would get you kicked out of the game was hacking. That's it. So if they detected you were using a hack client or something or cheating, they would kick you out. But any language was fine. Griefing people was fine. Stealing was fine. It was complete anarchy other than the hacking concept. And um, so we started playing. And I can tell you right off the bat, this was the most toxic gaming environment I have ever been in my life. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've played a lot of League of Legends, which I'll be talking about in a little bit here. But um, without any moderation or anybody to, to stop these people, you heard every awful thing you could imagine in the chat. Every, every racist comment, every anti-queer, anti-LGBT comment. I mean... Take take the worst thing you can think of on an Xbox like audio channel and times it by 10. And that's Whoa. how bad this server was. And we decided to my friend Hector and I, we decided to take over the server. And so we started playing the game. We had a couple of pitfalls. We trusted the wrong people. They blew up our base. We <laughs> went further out. We went further out. So you start in spawn in the game. And then the further out you go, the harder it is you are to find. And the games have millions of blocks that you can go out. So you can be miles away from the, the center spot where you spawn in. And, you know, if you go out far enough, people can't really find you. The only way that they could find you was if you teleported them to the base. And there was a lot of different ways that people would trick people. Like you could change your nickname in the game so that if a, someone wanted to get to your base, they would change your nickname to somebody they knew was your friend. And then they would say, hey, give me a quick teleport to the base. And then they would just blow up your stuff. So... We decided oh, toxic as hell. Oh, super toxic. And not only was it allowed, it was encouraged. Uh, it was very much the survival of the fittest kind of server where the people who were strong survived and the people who sucked eventually quit because they got tired of losing all their stuff and all their stuff being blown up. So there was one particular group on the server who went by the tag. They were so you can in this server, you could have guilds like clans, basically. And the clans, you could only have 12 people in the clan but you could ally with two other clans. So there was a particular clan group that went by the name of Rage, okay? They had three of the strongest clans on the entire server, and they had over like 30 people that were part of the clan, and they were super toxic, assholes, extraordinaire. Like they were just jerks. They, would, they got off on uh, new players coming in and they would make friends with them and then blow all their stuff up. And, you know, sometimes, and the problem is, is because this was a uh, completely open anarchy server, even though it was supposed to be 18 plus, we had a lot of like 13, 15 year olds that would come on the server and, you know, that wasn't good, but you couldn't really stop them. And it's not like the players had any ability to stop them. You could report them, but it didn't do anything. And um, so this Rage Clan, they were jerks. And there was an event in the game that was called Castle. And so it was an event that you could basically take over a castle at the home spawn city. And if you held the castle, you got rewards every week. Well, the clan that was holding it was this Rage Clan, and they had been going for about 50 weeks that they wow. had been holding it. Um, this was at the end of the story. It was 50 weeks. When we started, it was probably in the 20s or so. So... My friend Hecto and I decided to start putting together a clan, to start putting together a guild 
and to basically only have it be people who were decent human beings, people who weren't going to uh, rip on other people, grief other people, be jerks and chat. I didn't put up with it. And I was the leader of the clan. And uh, Hector was, how can I put it, the enforcer of the clan. um, So he he was like chief of security, basically. And um, we didn't put up, we we had all kinds of checks and balances. We had a Discord server set up. People were not allowed to go to like the clan base unless they had proven that they had been playing for like weeks and were friends with us and everything. And so we started to build more and more people and we started to collect people that hated this other three clan group. And we became uh, the CIC. And that was our clan. In fact, if you go and do a YouTube search for Batuist, you can actually find the beginning of the war that happened between the Rage Clan and the CIC clans. And um, so we collected all these people. A lot of them were different uh, queer representations. Some of them were just people who just didn't fit in anywhere else. Some of them were just people that were on there to just try to have a decent time. And so... We got huge. We had three full clans, but unlike the other group where the Rage Clan, they were three separate clans that were allied. We we used the system to have one big clan separated into three different areas. One was builders, one were PVPers, and one were um, the administrative staff, basically. And so we got strong Hang on, enough. hang on. Can I ask a quick question? Sure. What does the administrative staff do in Minecraft? Is that like Karen from Finance? Well, it's kind of like, um, example, you could do marketing in the game. And so like you could get different items and weapons. So a lot of the administrative people would either a manage the other people that were doing like PVP events and things like that. Um, or they were the people that had a lot of, uh, they'd been playing for a long time. And so they had a lot of, uh, currency to be able to basically buy things in the game. So they would buy things and outfit the newer players with stuff so that we would have gear. Wow. That's Um, awesome. That is so cool. Yeah, so we had this whole this whole big thing. We, at one point, so we had cool. over 30 people that were on. And when I would log on, I mean, I would have, like, my chat would just light up with people. Hey, Ba, hey, what's up? You know, like, we're doing the, the fishing event. And, like, hey, are you going to come play? I hate the fishing event. I never did it. Um, <laughs> and so I... <laughs> didn't put up with any crap in the, in the clan. Like if you, I didn't like griefing people. I said, if they didn't attack us, we don't attack them. Like we are more like mercenaries, neutral kind of class. And the whole group, the whole plan is to be able to take over the server monetarily and take over this castle event. And so, um, we got stronger and stronger and stronger. And the whole thing came to a head because someone snuck into our group. So like the, this server had tons of espionage. People would quit clans in a big artificial blow up on, in public chat and then go join other clans to infiltrate. And so oh. the espionage got really We used to do that sometimes. shit in Fallout all the mm-hmm. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the thing is, is I'd been playing for over a year and I was known as not being a griefer. So people who came onto the server that were not my enemy would show me their base and I would like, you know, we would get to know each other and stuff like that. And I never stole from anybody's bases. I never blew anything up. And so I got to be known on the server as someone with a reputation that you could invite to your bases that wouldn't do anything awful. Um, And I never abused it. And so what happened was we had an infiltrator person who got the Rage Clan to come into one of our main bases. And it was one of, we had a bunch of different bases because I always believed in spreading out the forces because if one area went, we'd be crippled. And so um, I was in what was called an AFK machine where it was like generating uh, resources for the game. And I was sitting there and I was away from keyboard. They YouTubed this 
and videoed it where their entire clan came in, just killed me while I was away from keyboard and destroyed and made a crater where our base was. Lava, crater, scorched earth. So I said, okay, cool. I said, you have one chance to give me my stuff back, my elite gear that I had on at the time. I said, or it's war. And they said, oh, you can't do anything. You guys can't do shit to us. I was like, are you sure about that? And so what they didn't realize is that I had made friends with lots of their clanmates over the last year, and I had been to a lot of their bases and saved the teleport locations. And so they blew up one of our base, and over the course of the next two weeks, we scorched Earth like 10 of their locations. Like, I would teleport the entire server in, even people that were part of our clan, and we destroyed everything they had. And... um. Nobody felt bad because these guys were jerks and everybody hated them anyways. And so we basically just absolutely destroyed them. They started, they quit. A lot of them quit, went to other servers. They had nothing left for them anymore. And we uh, we became the reigning kind of supreme group on the server. And uh, we kind of took over. And, you know, the story has a little bit of a bittersweet ending because as we, as the enemy was dispersed out, other people kind of took their place and we started to have some infighting. Now that the great war of the server was over, we started to have some of the people who wanted to go to other clans. They, 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 the big task that we had had was over. And so eventually I was getting my messages blown up all the time about like, this person said something to me and I, I don't like that. Or this person stole something out of my base. And I got to the point where Hector and I were like, well, we're kind of done. I mean, we did what we set out to do and we took out the jerks and uh, I abdicated the role and the top like four people that were part of the clan just basically quit the clan and gave over it to another people and bailed. And um, wow. we were done. And what was interesting was there was one particular person on the server who was known as the historian of the server. He would, um, whenever people quit the server, he would get a teleport and he would keep the history alive. And when new players would come on board, if they turned out to be nice people, he'd take them through all of the different historical places that the server had been running for a couple of years. All the old builds, all the old clans that had been like destroyed and stuff like that. The ones that came before any of us came. And, um, What's funny was that I stopped playing, and so did Hecto, and we kind of went away. And a lot of the people I made in that, uh, friends I made, I still talk to this day on Discord, and it's great. I made a lot of really great friends, and it was a game that really inspired me because Microsoft, or not Microsoft, Minecraft, has been a game that has really inspired my creativity, my ability to build things, my like engineering mind, and I made a lot of great friends, and we made a really great impact on a server where... It was a lot of jerks. And for a while, we kind of made it a little bit sunnier, you know, and because people didn't want to be jerks because they were worried we were going to come and trounce them. And the end of the story is kind of funny because I went back on like months later. And when I went on, a bunch of people like, oh, my God, but logged on because it it broadcasts when you log on to the server. Apparently, all of our old clans had been absorbed, all of our old clan bases had been absorbed by new clans that kept them in perfect condition, repaired them, and have now made it part of the server's history that these are the old ruins of the CIC clan that that took out the old rage assholes. And um wow. and it was so cool. They teleported me around. Uh at one point, someone had actually built a uh, statue of my character avatar that was outside of the spawn area. And it was like nice. pretty big. It was like Statue of Liberty kind of big in the game. And 
it was just a great feeling to go onto the server and it being a dirty place and trying to clean it up a little bit and make it a little bit safer place for people that were a little more vulnerable that were playing there. And it was an epic story from start to finish. And it's still one of those moments that really like stick in my mind um, in my gamer history and such. That is absolutely amazing. Yeah, I'm sorry it went so long. It was just a long story. No, that's class. It was riveting. And honestly, I never really yeah. thought... Like, I never really thought Minecraft was like that. I've played a little bit of it, and it's not really... I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm not great at it, so standard. And, um, you know, like... But that, I never knew that... The fact that the server's got a history and everything, it's like it's built its own world. It's so amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly... So I wasn't wearing I, headphones, I'd take my hat off to you, but you'll just have to deal with that. I gotta say, like, Hecto on the server was feared as a psychological enforcer. Like, if someone screwed over our clan, he would be the person that would have a big blow-up with our clan, and he would leave. And then he would infiltrate the clan, and he would destroy them from the inside out. And he would get them to turn on each other, and it was, mm, chef's kiss, it was masterful. Like, it's still this day. I mean, it is just an amazing thing. If you go on this particular server and you say, hey, does anybody here remember CIC? I guarantee at least one person in chat, year later, will still say I remember that time period because you can make little plaques in the game. And at one point, the historian person who still played the game off and on, he made an area, uh, he actually made a library. And in the game, you can make write books. And so he actually wrote books about the entire saga and filled this library up with the books of like what happened. That's amazing. Yeah, it was a That's cool amazing. thing. And so, yep, Minecraft, it's a lot more complex than people think. And uh, stay away from the anarchy servers. They're just toxic as hell. So. <laughs> but that's awesome. That's the end of that story for me. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. It was yeah, awesome. That's awesome. That's, I, I played that Minecraft story. once, and I I did that thing. That I think the thing that all new Minecraft players probably oh, do. Let me guess. You dug yourself into a hole and couldn't get out. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. and then I no, I did manage to get out. Uh, but I think I came out under underwater. Mm. Uh, and then I accidentally killed a llama, and I felt bad. As is tradition. I dug myself into a hole as well. The llamas attack you in that game. If you attack yeah. them, I know. they will spit at you. I tried to, I was trying to ride the llama and I hit it and then it tried to kill uh, me and I was like, no! And then I killed it and then I was sad and then I, I quit the game. They just this had a, a, a lot to take in all at once. Isn't that like cannibalism for you? A little bit I, felt, I felt terrible about the whole situation. Your people, <laughs> your like people. your people were upset. I know. They actually like just, came, just out. came out of a hole. They just came out with a new update and they added goats to the game. So now you oh, can, awesome. if you bother one of the goats, they will headbutt you. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Oh. So. That's awesome. Fun, fun game. Um, Tiggs, how about you? Second pick? Ooh, second pick. Second pick. Right. So I'm going to take you, we're going to transport back in time. There is a story. Oh. Get Uh-oh. comfy. Of a okay. lovely lady. I'm here for it. Right. So, baby Tiggs was not a popular child. Oh. In fact, Baby Tiggs was the opposite of popular. And I feel that. And I, hear, I understand that. <laughs> got very heavily bullied whenever he was a child and didn't really have any friends for quite a long time in school. 
like maybe acquaintances that would allow him to play games sometimes. He had a couple of people that stuck up for him, but generally, no real, no real friends or anything. Didn't go into to any parties or anything. And that all changed whenever BB Tiggs was in primary five, which is about maybe seven or eight or nine, something like that. And Tiggs got a friend. This guy's called Gary. Gary, if you are by some weird circumstance <laughs> happened to be watching this podcast, this random queer podcast, even though you're not queer, uh, you can be an ally. It's fine. Um, Gary, it was awesome. He was a really cool guy. And he had a Super Nintendo. And uh, I used to go to his house. I didn't have a Super Nintendo. I really wanted one. And we used to play Mario Kart. And it's sort of a bit of a double whammy with these two games. Mario Kart and Super Mario World, we used to play that together. And that was sort of like the start of like my first ever real friendship. Hmm. And he used to come to my house. I lived like in the middle of nowhere. Um, about two miles outside the town but that we lived in, but it was like real countryside. And he would bring his Super Nintendo to mine and we would sit and play Mario Kart. And then it was just, it was amazing. Like, like our friendship was, it sort of started like in the classroom and everything. But then like, it was really like Mario Kart really that sort of kicked it all off. And then I got a a Super Nintendo just right at the, at the end of their cycle. <laughs> I think my mum could afford one then because um, we weren't a very affluent family. Um, <clears throat> and uh, But I didn't realise it was going to go a generation swap, so I think it was a year or two before that. And I introduced Mario Kart to my siblings, so then we played Mario Kart. And this is where playing with my friend Gary is where we came up with uh, Princess Peach was called Princess Slutface. <laughs> so whenever we'd be racing and she would overtake us, he'd be like, "Fucking Princess Slutface!" I was like, "Who is Princess Slut? Who's Slutface?" The princess. We call her Slutface. So to this day, Princess Play to Mario Kart is called Slutface for me anyway. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Princess Peach, whenever she overtakes me, I'm like fucking slut face. <laughs> but yeah, it was awesome, and it's sort of that thing again where games form bonds, and it changed my life. I had a friend. Like, I mean, the story may have started a little sad, but it ended up amazing. Like, and and video games have a lot of power to do that. I think people underestimate the power that gaming has to bring us together, whether you're gay, straight, whatever, bi, asexual, whatever you are, whoever you are, when you talk, if you are a gamer, G-A-Y-M-E-R, G-A-M-E-R, doesn't matter, and you talk about it, you see the sparks in people's eyes and you feel their soul like light up. That sort of energy, being around that energy with someone, it's such a fantastic thing and you can share a passion and you can form like amazing friends and bonds over it by like those that was way back in the day. I love couch co-op. I love having your friends or I love rock band. Uh, any of you looking at my Twitter last night will see I love rock band on my own, but I, lo- <laughs> I love it in particular whenever you've got a group of people around like before 
lockdown happened and the coronavirus came, I had my first ever New Year in my home uh, since I got my home. And it was a rock band party. And there was some of my friends that came were like, I'm not playing this, I'm not going to like this. And I was like, oh, I'm not good at things like that, like drums and guitar. I was like, here, have the mic. Oh, I can't sing. It doesn't matter. I mean, have you heard me sing? It's not great. It's You're here to have fun. Have a good time. And I swear, one of the girls that was there had never done it before. And she was like, I want to do this song. I want to do this song. I want to do this song. It's like, it's just the, the power that they have to let you just like, forget about any hang-ups that you have IRL and go into a world with someone and just be on an evil, even fitting is class. So yeah, my second one's Mario Kart because that game sort of changed my life and I got friends and it was amazing. And that was one of the main things that we used to do all the time at his house or at my house. We'd go over after school and play Mario Kart. And I got to introduce my, my um, brothers and sister to it and, you know, we still occasionally have the old game of Mario Kart now, so it's cool. Plus that level, that's awesome. that multiplayer, the level where you had doing the battles and you had a feather mm. and you could jump into the water with the bricks around it was like <laughs> the ultimate fuck you. I'm in here, you can't get me, I'm just going to chill for a bit. <laughs> that fucking game, man. I it was am awesome. absolute shite at Mario Kart, but uh, it is fun to play. I mean, uh, my sister whoops my ass in that game every time I ever play with her. It's so much fun. There's a place it's over fun. here. There's a place in Manchester, you know, that um, is like this uh, retro gaming place. Uh, but it also has downstairs, it's got like a lot of Japanese um, like game machines and like Oculus. And, but they have Mario Kart on a projector. Mm. oh my that is a hell of fun a hell of hell of fun i can easily mark the time period of when i used to be okay at mario kart to when i became crap which is when they started including the blue sparks thing where you can like turbocharge your like turns and stuff i could never get that to work right and every time i tried it i just went flying off the course and so that hindered my ability to be good at mario kart ever since um, I'm just shit at driving games. Um, uh, the, and my um, my nephew lets me know that every time I play I, with him. I'm maximum effort, but barely. I'm not too bad at Mario Kart actually. Um, DM's just put in the chat NQ64. It's not NQ64. It's a place in Barry. I can't remember what you call it now, but it's a place in Barry. It's over two floors. Google it. Oh, we can go whenever That's you come, Lama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was talking to my wife about it the other day. As soon as the restrictions are like proper lifted, uh, I- I'm definitely coming up. Yes. She'll probably stay home with the animals, but uh, yeah, I'm coming. Yes, I can't wait. Um, we need to do. Uh, I've been saving it for you coming. It will involve like a little train journey. We need to do the National Video Game Museum in. Um... Is that Sheffield? Yeah. Yeah, I've never been, and they've got a massive Sonic and everything in there, and it just looks super cool. And I really want to do it, and I'm like, no, I'm saving this for gamers assemble. Assemble. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it. And both of you come, we'll do that too. I cannot wait. I'm hoping to get out to the UK next year with my crew. I think is what we're kind of planning on. Spare room. Yes. Come is here. there a particular time of the year that you think is the best? I mean, like, there's no air conditioning in this country. So mm-hmm. if you happen so to not hit, summer. I mean, if you happen to hit in the two weeks where it gets hot, 
like it's fucking hot and there's no relief. So what is like, I mean, spring and fall, is that just still like March, April, May type area for you guys is spring? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I don't I mean, like the rest it. of the time. It sort of randomly rains a lot. So yep. I'm good with rain. The good. weather well, take, here is weird. Takes that was an awesome story. You have just been knocking it out of the park today with uh, those heartwarming <laughs> feels. I can't imagine you not being like so I'm, popular, covered just, in friends. I'm just a sentimental person. No, really, I didn't have any friends as a kid for the first Aww. good few years. Like not proper friends. Like it was, you were Irish. I think, I think it's because it was really weird. Like whenever I went into high school, everybody was like, you know, whenever you go through that phase where people try and be cool. Mm-hmm. I never did that. So I used to watch cartoons and Transformers and He-Man and all that sort of good stuff whenever I was a kid. And, I, and people just stopped talking about it, whereas I didn't. I was like, mm-hmm. this is actually what I do. I don't really care. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to pretend to be something I'm not do what you want but then years later i ran into a couple of people that were my classmates and they said to me oh you never changed you never tried to be something you weren't i wish i was like that but that's not how it felt at the time i felt so like it felt really different Mm, for me going through that but it's weird that people looking in see something different well Tiggs, people absolutely love you, and I don't think it's near a problem for you to have friends anymore. Because uh, oh no, <laughs> that's that's well, got you guys. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you're that great. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I I love had a similar too. problem. Like I was the kid who always read books, and I didn't really want to talk to people much, and. I did not have the greatest middle school, high school time period either, but now I can't seem to get them to leave me alone. So, like, I guess that's just the way it goes now. That's awesome, isn't it? No, we're, mm-hmm. just, we're just too hot now. That's the problem. Everybody wants Lit- to be after. Actually, literally too hot, Lama. My knickers are sticking oh. to me. Like the, the boob sweat. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. I know, it's awful. Oh, oh, oh so bad. And I'm like... <sighs> So hot up here. Check out this side boob. That's my side boob. <laughs> I'm the guy, sorry. Oh. I love the picture you put up of uh like cloud looking down while you were doing your like workout and it's just like the cat up in the cat tree just like looking down. Seriously, he does that every time I do a workout. So I I'm doing my sit-ups and Cloud is like looking down at me. So did my point of view whenever I'm working out. Your point of view, whenever I'm working at it, <laughs> Kitty supervises me. It's awesome. Just making sure you're doing it right. Good yeah, form he, and all that. Yeah, he tells me off. He meows whenever it's bad. Oh, you heard his mm-hmm. name. He's coming now. Hi, Cloud. Hey, monkey. <laughs> well, Lama, how about your second important pick? So, my second one, I played this one. Uh, for the first time last year, which I guess makes sense because I think it only came out last year, dumbass. Um, <laughs> so that did so well this evening. The heat's not affecting us at all. Oh my God, I'm dying. <laughs> uh, so this one is another uh, another game from Don't Nod. Um, uh, because just I mean, fuck. Uh, so this is Tell Me Why. 
Tell me why he ain't nothing but a heartache. So they're going to come for us and be like, here's a record deal, guys. Uh, Screw the Love Honey sponsorship. Like, Sony is coming for us next. Yes. Come on, Sony. Bring it. Bring it, bring it. Um, But yeah, tell me why. And this game, uh, when this game came out, again, this one came out for me on Xbox Game Pass. um, And it was, I think, three episodes. Oh my shit. <laughs> Just fuck. It was an amazing game. So this game, um, first of all, so the game itself, so don't nod if you've not played any games by them. So they brought out um all of the games that they brought out have now just fled my mind. Brought out the ones where you can like turn back. If I could turn back time. Oh, chair. Come on, chair. That's the one. And then like, and then Max, and and then they could turn. And then there's the big twister. And then what? That game. They brought out that game. Um, and that was a really good game too. So if you can interpret that, that that was another game that they did That's that was really worse good. than my badly it's played in video games. Life is strange. Boom. They brought out Life is Strange, uh, which was another really good game back in the in a couple years ago. So they're they're like known for making really good games, like really good layers of subplot and narrative. Um, fuck, they're just a really good studio. They're a French studio. So when I heard that this game was coming out, like I had a high bar, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm easily disappointed uh, because you know I got standards. This shit. Blew me the fuck out the water, y'all. So this game, first of all, uh, two main characters. So you're playing, you're playing both main characters, the twins. Uh, but one of the twins is a trans guy, and these motherfuckers only went and put their money where their mouth is and cast a trans guy to play the trans guy. So thank you for fucking doing that. So yes. they cast uh, August Aiden Black, who is fucking amazing. I follow him on Instagram. Mm. Mm. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, and then the other twin is played by Erica Lindbeck, who is also amazing. The voice acting in this, uh, as, a, as a part-time amateur voice actor, the voice acting in this is fucking amazing. Chef's kiss. Add it to the tally. Uh, voice acting is amazing. Uh, if you haven't played this game, maybe just skip ahead or, I don't know, cover your ears because there's going to be a little bit of spoilers here. But the so the twins, it starts off, the twins are very little. Uh, you see a scene where the mother is pointing a gun at one of the twins. At this stage of the of the sort of flashback, both of the twins are girls. Uh the mother's pointing a gun at one of the twins. The other twin comes up and is like, uh, please don't point the gun at my twin. Uh, it's a bit more dramatic than that. <laughs> and the other twin's like, no, don't, I'll protect you. And then a pair of scissors comes out. A stabbing occurs. The mother falls into the lake and drowns. Then the police hmm. come. One of the twins is taken away and put in juvenile. Uh, and then it's like, 21 like 20 years later or something like that the twins are grown up one of the twins has transitioned and now you meet tyler uh and tyler become you find out that tyler is the twin uh who 
I think, did the stabbing or something. You're not quite sure. They were children. And what becomes very clear is that they were fucking children. Uh, and their memories are all sort of bound up in the trauma of what happened. And they're, they're all mixed up. And so there's, the, there's a lot of stuff going on about the, the trauma and how not only as a child are your memories a bit mixed up anyway, as anyone who's ever tried to fucking remember specifics of their childhood knows, but then you, you bind that up in the trauma of whatever the fuck happened in that first scene, uh, then it becomes a bit more mixed up. Um, and it, it talks, the story delves into a lot of really complicated issues because it's don't nod and that's what they do. And so you're, you're sort of touching on different topics like police brutality, sexual assault, um, indigenous culture, uh, fish, native, you know, fish stocks along the Alaskan coastline, um, all sorts of these different topics are woven into the story. And then on top of that, it's a don't nod story. So there's some supernatural stuff going on because you and your twin, Allison, are trying to rebuild your relationship. And of course, you can talk to each other in your heads because you're supernatural and it's don't nod. And that's part yes. of the story. And you're trying to unravel the mystery of what actually happened on that night when your mother died. Um, did you stab her? Because that becomes part of the mystery. Like... Did that actually even happen or are you remembering it wrong? And you start to, as you unravel the mystery, you can, you can choose almost which version of the memories do you choose to believe? Do you believe Tyler's memories or do you believe Allison's memories, the other twins? Wow, that's because really cool dynamic. I saw it from different perspectives. Um, and you, you have different sort of thing, like different, um, different versions almost of the memories. And it's really fucking interesting. Um, and the, the studio worked with psychologists. Um, they worked with mental health counselors. They worked with, um, sexual assault survivors. They worked with all sorts of people and they worked with, um, with indigenous tribes as well. So they worked with, um, I'm not going to pronounce the tribe's name correctly, so I'm not going to butcher it. Um, but the local tribe in the area where the, the game is set, they worked with the local tribe to make sure that they got the the cultural aspects of the tribe uh, that they were they were talking about in the game. They worked with them to make sure they got it right. So these this the studio did everything right as far as I could see to make sure they got the story right. And the best part for me is that not only is being trans an important part of Tyler's story, but it's not the most important part. It's just a facet of his story. And it's so much more than just that. So, yeah. you know, there's a romance option in the story as you go through. So you can choose through the narrative uh, to romance uh, another character within the story. And that can become part of the story. Or you can choose not to and just focus on the, the mystery. Um, but the way that the story's done it's not like a, I'm Tyler Ronan and I'm trans and this is all about me and my journey. It's, it's like, it's like fucking life is, you know, like yeah. who we are and our sexuality and our gender identity is just a portion, a, a portion of all the fucking amazing things about us and our journey and, and, you know, everything about us. And this game really nails that for me. 
Awesome. And, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And the the graphics and the scenery. I mean, it's it's the Alaska coastline and the wildlife and just it's gorgeous. I kept finding myself. Tony would walk in and be like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just looking. I'm just looking at the scenery. And she's like, you're supposed to be like picking a conversation choice. I was like, I know, I know. But look at the mountains in the background and the forest. Yeah. And it's just beautiful. And it's just layers and layers of beauty and thoughtfulness and narrative and some really fucking hard storytelling uh, about, you know, being a mother through trauma and choosing a life and trying to raise your kids and the kids trying to understand their mother's choice and their mother's choices even and the choices of the townspeople and her friends around her and it's just it's life it is really they've captured a slice of life um really really beautifully done and i think it's still on game pass um if you've if you've got xbox um i think it's still on xbox game pass it is a beautifully told story um and you know if you're gonna play it at any point i'd suggest pride month it's it's a beautiful game um just fucking just play it just goddamn play it it's an amazing game absolutely amazing uh again not a super long game you can you can finish it in a couple hours uh there's you could it's got such good replay value there's so many things you can delve into and find and there's different ways you can play it uh it's just oh god beautiful beautiful game definitely awesome. left a mark on me so yeah awesome. i would i would highly recommend 10 out of 10 chef's kiss put it on the tally llama seal of approval mm. Boom. absolutely it's so nice when they when the studios knock it out of the park and and always like um i'm always happy whenever a studio is consulting with people for proper representation that are actually part of that particular culture or life or background. It's just so nice then instead of them just trying to wing it. And you can tell in a game when they wing it and when they actually get the real input uh, from the people. And uh, that's awesome. I'm glad that game had such an impact and um, the scenery and everything about it and the story just kind of like hit home with you. Absolutely. And then when the game the game closes and it has a really it's a really powerful ending where you finally you finally understand what happened in that first scene and you you see it in its finality. Mm-hmm. And it closes and you're kind of like fuck. Like you you know, you're just in shock. I guess, as you finally understand everything and how all the pieces come together. And it's quite powerful. And it's quite, uh, it, it's, yeah, it's quite powerful. And as, this, as the screen sort of fades to black, uh, it, it comes back up a little bit to like a, a gray. And then in the text in the middle of the screen, it says, look, if you... If you were affected by this, if you if you need to reach out, if if this touches a chord with you, it, it says it much better than that. Uh, but I was in I was in such shock. I was just reading it. Uh, it, it gives you uh, contact details for a mental health line. And That's says, amazing. If you need to reach out. Please do. Don't leave it to the point where you're in crisis. Please reach out, and it gives you contact details for for your country. 
it is amazing. Like they have literally thought of so many different things and they've tried to do it well. And I think they've done an amazing job. I love it. Love Fantastic. it. Awesome. Everybody should go out and give that a shot because mm-hmm. uh, it's very it's rare when we have games that that have that kind of emotional impact and they should be just like art. They should be appreciated and enjoyed and remembered for future generations. And um, I'm happy that the technology has gotten to the point nowadays where playing older games is not unheard of anymore. It's pretty easy to do nowadays. So it's Mm -hmm. nice to know some of these will exist for many years to come. So, well, thank you for sharing that, Lama. That was awesome. It's inspired me to go check it out. What's your Um, last one, Bob? My last one, um, again, not near as heartwarming, um, is about a very toxic game that a lot of people know about called League of Legends. Mm. Um, If anybody here has ever played it or know anybody that played it or seen anybody throw their controller or mouse or keyboard across the room when losing one of their placement matches, then you'll know a little bit about what that game's like. Um, I don't play it anymore. I made the conscious effort to our conscious decision to not play it anymore because it just, it got you angry even when you didn't really want it to. Um, Though I have a really, really good memory of it um, that impacted my life because the people that were a part of it, I still see and talk to every day. So when I started getting into this game um, again, Hecto, he's like my main gaming friend that I play games with. So a lot of my stories involve him because we pick up a lot of games together that we both like and we try them out and we see how they are. And it's nice to have that kind of game and buddy. Um, so we wanted to try this game out and we started playing. We did a lot of duos where we would, you know, queue up in our matches at the same time. And uh, it was fun. You know, it was a good game. Um, you know, what really was a turning point, though, was. There was a person on one of the Facebook groups that I was a part of that was a gaming Facebook group, and it was for local uh, gamers local to my area. And somebody was like, hey, does anybody want to put together a League of Legends team for being able to do some of the local tournaments and stuff like that? Um, Because the colleges in our area would do local esports tournaments and stuff like that. And um, I talked it over with Hecto, and we thought it would be awesome. So... We uh, start talking with these guys, and so League of Legends is, as I've said before, is a very toxic game, and uh, though they have better moderation nowadays, it used to be really rough where you could be called every name under the sun and using various uh, awful words to describe, you know, people of the LGBTQ persuasion were used quite frequently, and obviously that doesn't make anybody feel good, especially if you're part of that particular circle. And so I ran into these guys through this Facebook group who were just awesome. They were these super awesome people that were incredibly open minded, very accepting. Um, One of our main players, uh, he went by the username online, the Twink Fairy. That was was his. uh, Yeah. And, uh, you know, Shane, if you if you're out watching this, uh, you know, shout out to you. You know, we've got some good friends that to this day, like, I still talk with them. Uh, One of them is actually, for the last couple of years, has moved out to the uh, West Coast area of the United States and literally just came back to move back here uh, yesterday. And I'm looking forward to getting to catch back up with him and stuff like that again. But 
So we formed this group and we played and we would do like old LAN party style. Like they would come over to my house. They'd oh, bring wicked. all their laptops. Some of them would bring their full PCs and monitors and we'd hook them up. We'd get pizza and we'd play and we would try to get better as a team. We had about six people because we'd have one person that would usually sit out that just didn't feel like playing. So we always had like a sw uh, switch player kind of thing. And we practiced and we had great times, many laughs. Um, just amazing people, uh, Deimos, Twink Fairy, um, my friend Troy, and I cannot remember his username at the moment, and then Hecto and me, and I had a lot of great times with these guys. And it didn't matter if you were straight, gay, bi, queer, trans, anything of the sort, nobody had a bad word to say about anybody in the group. Like, we were all very supportive. Um, when one of them wanted to start streaming, we were like, you know, on Twitch, we were all very supportive of it. And we we played a lot of games. We had a lot of laughs. And then we tried to start our, or we tried to enter our first tournament uh, for one of the local engineering colleges that were around here. It was a regional tournament. And uh, we, st <laughs> the one guy, Deimos, he actually went out and I'll have to find the shirt at some point. He went out and actually got us shirts made. Um, oh, awesome with our usernames on the back and then like our team logo that he had made on the shirt and they were black shirts and he got them ahead of the tournament so that we could wear them and That's there's cool. a great picture of all of us like lined up at the tournament before it started and like all the friends that came to support us and everything like that we got up there super early in the morning we went to a diner um because we had been playing all night the night before to try to practice and get good at the uh, you know get hone our skills and such and we had probably had a couple drinks and such so we were a little hungover in the morning the next day and uh, which is probably not the best way to go into a gaming tournament but also maybe the maybe is the best way to go into a gaming tournament no. and uh so we went to a diner we had uh some bloody marys and uh so a bunch of eggs and sausage and a bunch of stuff that was in hindsight probably not the best idea but um it was just great sitting around this table with this group of guys who like four months ago i had never met didn't know and they completely accepted me they completely accepted like the friends that were in my life and like i accepted them and it was actually one of the first times in my adult life i actually got to make friends with people that were part of the lgbtq community because you know, I grew up in a very conservative household, ex-military, you know, the town that I grew up in did not have a lot of representation. And, you know, I always knew who I was, but I couldn't really talk about it with people. I had to, you know, for lack of a better word, stay in the closet, as it were, because I didn't want to get beat up. I didn't want to get made fun of, you know. This was the first group of guys where I could just be myself and they could be themselves. And it was such a, a great experience. And we did this tournament and we got our absolute asses kicked. Like, I mean, <laughs> oh, we no. we uh, we only technically won one game because one of the other teams dropped out. So um, we got to go to and because I mean, I will tell you, do not join a tur gaming tournament hosted by an engineering college because those kids will just wipe the floor with you. And mm -hmm. they did. And we had a great time. And what was good about it was that it didn't even matter that we had done all this build up to it. We were, you know, there early, kind of tired and everything. We didn't even care that we lost. Like, it was just fun. We all high fived afterwards. And like, once we knew we weren't going to win, we were like, all right, guys, well, let's go out with a bang. And so we just started goofing off the last match of the tournament. And 
and just started doing crazy stuff and just trying to frustrate the other team as as best we could. And That's awesome. um, so it was just such a great experience. And like we all, I think really only one of us really plays league anymore actively. And that's uh, the Twink Fairy who actually goes on Twitch now by Limelocks. And um, he's starting to become a pretty prolific uh, streamer. He gets up to like platinum league in the game, maybe even higher now. I don't know. Oh, that's cool. And um, he's cool because he does uh, gaming development and stuff like that. And um, it's so nice to be able to keep in contact with these people. And it's just another example of how a video game can bring people together, you know, whether it's across great distances that you'll never meet, you know, or maybe you might not get to meet them, especially if they're in another country or the people that are just local to, you you know, friends and family. And it really is a moment that changed my like gaming course, because before that, I didn't play a lot of like team games or like games with multiplayer that wasn't like couch co-op or something like that Mm -hmm. and so now i found myself enjoying a lot more like online games with people and like using things like discord and team speak and ventrilo to be able to talk to people and coordinate games and that is um, awesome it was such a great experience and i'm actually super looking forward uh, to my uh my friend deimos who's back here now and uh looking forward to catching up with him and seeing what kind of games he's been playing and who knows maybe um be playing some new games with him or have him uh, on our podcast. I'd love to bring some of these dudes on our podcast uh, as guest hosts and, or not guest hosts, but like guests as it were. Um, so that You're was just a guest, moment. Uh... That was a moment that just really kind of um, inspired me, made me feel good about gaming and made me glad that I continue doing it as a hobby. So that's awesome. Boy, did we suck though. We were, I can't even remember our name. We had a name, but I can't remember what it was. Oh my god, have you seen me in stream? Like, I can't do anything, seriously. Mm, I definitely game for the fun of it. It's, you know, games aren't about always being competitive and winning. It's about having fun and enjoying your time. Because if you're not enjoying your time, why are you even doing it? You know? True. What did I say last time? If you're not giggling, you're doing it wrong. Exactly. In all aspects of life. (sighs) So true. Well, guys, that's been a wonderful. That's a bunch. Been a bunch of wonderful stories. I uh, have really enjoyed hearing them from you guys, and um, I hope the people out there listening to us have enjoyed them also. And um, hmm, well, we should probably start getting near the end. I know we've been doing a lot of adulting recently. Has any of you guys been playing any fun games lately? Ooh, Tiggs. No. What you been playing? I've been taking inspiration from the Bearded Gamer. You know that guy? I do know that guy. The I guy with the biggest guy? fucking backlog of games you could ever think of. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say something else there for a second. I the don't know what you thought I was... What? Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. rumors. I, I can neither confirm or deny. I don't know. He's got the biggest collection of uh, backlog. Mm-hmm. So, inspired by Bearded Gamer, I've been playing Resi 2 on stream. I've been playing Mass Effect in my spare time, and on Friday, Final Fantasy integrated with the Yuffie DLC came out. That was Thursday, not Friday, mm-hmm. Thursday. So I was like, oh, why not? We'll just start playing a new game, even though we're nowhere near any of the other games ending. So let's just keep going. So I've been playing that this weekend, and can I just say, Yuffie is hella fun to play with. Oh my god, she's amazing. She's so cool. And she wears like a little Moogle thing. So if, go on my Twitter and you'll see a picture because if you download it on the PlayStation Store, what I didn't realize was they send you an email with a UFI desktop background for your PC. 
Mm-hmm. So I put my Yuffie on because I love Yuffie. It's really good fun. It really is awesome. Ooh, that sounds like fun. It is really good fun. Final Fantasy VII Remake was amazing. I love it. And they brought Yuffie. She's one of my favorites. Yuffie, Red the 13th, and Vincent are my favorites. They're not even, like, some of them, I'm pretty sure they're all optional characters. <laughs> so. Hey, I don't know. Do you guys like to play the main characters for things, or do you like to play the side characters for games when you're given the option? I'm generally main character, but I, for some reason in Final Fantasy VII, I find the the side characters, the optional characters, are much more interesting. I mean, Vincent's a bloody vampire. Mm-hmm. You know, I've read the 13th, a dog that can talk. <laughs> He's like a wolfy type thing. Red 13 awesome. or whatever? Yeah, Red 13. Yeah, he was awesome. one of my favorite. He was one of my favorite characters. He's so clever as well. He's very I liked uh, Kate Sith also. Oh, Big. Kate Sith, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Bad memories yeah. of those games. Mm-hmm. No, awesome. I don't. I don't think I play any games where you can play as a side character, except like the Marvel, like the Lego games. Mm-hmm. You can play oh, yeah. as any character there, and I just those play are as fun. whatever. The, oh, those yeah. are games. Those are the only games me and and my wife play together because they're like easy enough that she can just run around and smash shit. That that's that's her level of gaming. The sound of smashing like the cars and the things and they make the little brick sounds as they explode is so satisfying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I've not been playing any games this week um, because, well, because I finally had, I had some spare time in my adulting schedule. Um, So instead of playing games, I used it to catch up on the final episode of Critical Role, Ooh. which they're, because they're like eight fucking hours long. So, you know, you got to like commit to the episodes. Have you been uh, watching the whole second season? Well, no, because they're like nine hours yeah. long, the episodes. So it's like impossible. I dip in and out. I dip in and out. But the final episode I needed to watch because I needed to know. Uh, so, yeah, I watched the final episode of that uh, over a couple of days oh so i'm into that and then i've i had to watch the the new uh the new cast for exandria uh uh-huh. to see what's coming I'm there looking, i'm looking that up right now because i am super excited it's called exandria unlimited and for yes. the first time matthew mercer is going to get to be a player and that is going to be super duper cool yeah, yeah, and they've got a new games master, and they've got Shira is playing, and mm-hmm. oh my god, yeah, so awesome. it's, it's looking good. It's looking good. Yeah, it's think uh, the. It's only like an eight episode arc. Um, yeah. So hopefully, I'll be able to like watch all of it, unless they're like twelve hours long. I don't know how they like. How do they find time to do like eight hour episodes? I don't well, know. they t- they usually would do it. Well, in the past, they used to do it like a month but then they started doing it um when they did it on twitch and stuff they would do it every week and um this particular new season they're going to be filming all of it ahead of time and then Mm -hmm. releasing it um where it's had all the production everything gone through it and there's also supposed to be an animated version of their first season i think coming out here in the near future which i'm looking forward to seeing cool yeah so i've gotten i've gotten hooked on critical role basically so that's now going to also eat into my gaming time. Oh, Critical awesome. Role is awesome. I, I didn't. I have not watched any of the second season because I am still stuck on the first season. 
and they are just so long, but I look forward to watching this little mini series season that they're going to be doing here soon. It's you good. know, it's all good. It's all good. Interesting. I mean, there's just not enough hours in the day to do everything I want to do. So no their new production company or whatever, their new company, Darrington Press or whatever, which mm -hmm. puts out games and things like that. I don't think I mentioned this in the past, uh, but I believe it's OK to be announced now. So my sister, who actually is the manager of a board game and game store um, oh, yeah, yeah. in Wisconsin here. Um, she actually got her store got because it's uh, woman owned and women ran, got contacted by the Darrington Press Critical Role people to actually be the first store in Wisconsin to carry their products. Awesome. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So That's she was cool. super psyched about it. She got to sit there and talk on the phone with their marketing people and set it all up. They loved what they do at the uh, the game store and everything like that. She That's was super cool. excited, and I've been like. So any birthday, Christmas, like coming up, feel free to like give me some of that swag. Like, oh yeah, it's gonna oh, be yeah. good. But that's awesome. I'm super glad that someone else here enjoys Critical Role over me. But boy, are they long. Yeah. So, well, I have not been playing too many games. Adulting has been getting in the way a lot. I put my garden in recently, and that took a lot of work. And mm -hmm. I've been helping family members get a bunch of stuff done. I spent hours yesterday helping my father get ready for a garage sale because he is finally cleaning out his giant junkyard of a garage which uh my dad is a pack rat extraordinaire and um so that was a lot of very hot sweaty work yesterday and um <laughs> i'm hoping to get some gaming in later this afternoon after i run some errands so do it hoping so got to set aside the time you know doing that adult mm -hmm. thing Absolutely. But that has been, I think, our episode. We've had uh, a great time talking about the games that have really moved us and inspired us or changed our lives in some positive way. For um, sure. Talked about all the friends and connections that we've made. Um, I appreciate all the people who are out there listening to us, stuck it through, and um, enjoy listening to these giant tangents every week or so when we have the time to get I to I mean, they're this. massive. Yes, they're massive. Like Beardy's collection of backlogged games and, and i got um, to talk about my boobies that's always yeah. fun mm -hmm. yeah always a good time there's a lot of male energy here so i try to balance it by talking about my boobies wherever i can we need well, them sometimes we love your boobies thank you they're nice they're they good are. boobies they are so, well, anybody who would like to stay tuned with us can catch us on Twitter and our other social medias. Um, check out at Gamers Assemble or individual ones. Um, uh, Tigger at Tigger Time and at Dada Lama and Bot Twist. Um, and also our resident techno mage, Beardy, who is sitting in the background. You guys don't see him, but he is being our DJ oh, techno mage that is taking care of everything in the background for us. Now he's, he's making DJ motions and stuff. You can't see it, but it's, it's epic. Um, but thank you for joining us. I hope everybody has a wonderful pride month for the rest of it. Um, we will try to come up with the topic before five minutes before we go into mic check. Um, <laughs> if anybody has any ideas or suggestions, please, Please reach out and let us know because 32 episodes in, uh, we're starting to run out of uh, games to talk about that we haven't kept playing over and over again. So if there's something that you guys want to hear instead of us just prattle on for an hour or so, please let us know because we would love to talk about what you guys want to hear. What so, do you want? 
Well, thank you very much, Lama and Tiggs, for joining me. Why don't you say goodbye, Lama? Goodbye, Lama. And goodbye, Tiggs. Goodbye, Tiggs. <laughs> evil Tiggs. And I have been your host, uh, Batwist. And until next time, keep calm and game, game on. on. <laughs>